0: Welcome to Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson and Pastor Keith Radke of Redemption Hill Church in Eagle Mountain, Utah. At Shouts of Grace Radio, it's our purpose to encourage you to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. Now, let's join Pastor Steve and Pastor Keith for today's conversation.
1: And welcome to Shouts of Grace Radio. This is Pastor Keith Radke, and I'm here with Pastor Steve Pearson. This is the weekend before
2: Christmas, Pastor Steve. What mm. did you get me? <laughs> well, Keith, I, I, a lot more than what you asked me last week. Last week, you asked me the same question. I said nothing. This week, um, nothing. Okay. <laughs> All right, Well, right. I'm going to get you a new Redemption Hill coffee cup. <laughs> that's what I
1: need. I need a new Redemption Hill coffee cup. <laughs> well, this is a fun time of the year because— we really do get to see the joy of Christmas unfold in our homes and our families. Um, you know, for some, it, it maybe it isn't so joyful. It's a, it's a difficult time of the year. There's There's a lot of hurt. There's a lot of loss. There's a lot of pain associated with it. For some, Christmas is such a big deal. And for others, it's just another day. It's another week. It's another month. And what we're trying to do here on this series that we've been talking about, the Advent season, the Advent series, is to recapture the bigger picture of Christmas. And that is not about the tree and the gifts, not about that one day. It's more than just the baby in the manger. That's just That was just the beginning. Mm-hmm. There is something so much more to the season. And uh, you can revisit the previous two broadcasts at ShoutsOfGraceRadio.com. Uh, just to catch up if you haven't heard before. But what Pastor Steve and I have been talking about is the fact that there's a who that Advent points to, and that's Jesus, the only begotten Son of God, the Messiah, our Savior, who came as a child, came as a baby, but the government of the world is going to be upon his shoulders. So there's there's a larger implication than just that one event 2,000 years ago. There's, mm. there's another Advent coming. And so last time and today, we want to continue that conversation looking at Isaiah 61. We're talking about why. Why did Jesus come? Why does it matter that he came? What was the purpose, the why behind him coming? And so I just want to catch us all up to where we left off last time from Isaiah 61, that the spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Pastor Steve, we compared this to Luke chapter 4, where Jesus was actually reading this, and he stops right here to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Causes a stir, causes controversy. They kick him out of the synagogue. They want to throw him off a cliff, and he, uh, he escapes from their grasp. Because what he was saying is, as you read this prophecy concerning the Messiah, I'm telling you right now, this is being fulfilled right in front of your eyes. He Jesus was saying, I am this person. That's right, right? But that passage goes on. And, and and I want to ask you this question once I finish reading it, is why didn't he finish reading the scroll? Cuz here's what he says, the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort those who mourn, to grant those who mourn in Zion, to give them a beautiful headdress instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the garment of praise instead of a faint spirit, that they may be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. They shall build up the ancient ruins They shall raise up the former devastations. They shall repair the ruined cities, the devastations of many generations. Why did Jesus stop before reading the day of the vengeance of our God?
2: Hmm. Well, I think, I think first of all, the the last part of verse two, we're going to, we're going to cover a little bit in depth next week as we conclude the series, but, um, the main reason is, is because you remember, he said, today, this has been fulfilled in mm-hmm. your hearing, mm-hmm. talking about his first advent, Remember, on, on, on the first portion, on the first part of this, when we talked about it, we said the first advent began in the womb and ended at the ascension yes that was the first advent right and all that that entailed and so what jesus is saying when he's talking about the the binding up of the brokenhearted um, preaching the good news to the poor opening the prison to those who are bound proclaiming that ex, that that acceptable year of, of god all forgiven today this has been fulfilled but the rest has not been fulfilled and so he holds off really on reading the rest because of the fact that this is referencing this day of vengeance of God this second Advent or this second coming of Christ where now the rest of this will kick in very similar to Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6 the first half of verse 6 says unto us a child is born unto us a son is given boom there is the first Advent and then the government shall rest upon his shoulders so there is this gap between the first part of of, of Isaiah chapter 6 and the uh, of Isaiah 9 6 and the the second part of Isaiah nine six. In the same way, there's a gap between then the first part of verse two and the second part of verse two in Isaiah chapter sixty one, mm. and that gap oftentimes, Keith, is called the church age or the age of grace, right? Mm. Where 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 God now turns His heart, and, and, and there are different views about this. So I'm just going I'm going to espouse the one that, that that I that I hold, and I believe Scripture teaches that now God turns His hearts. His heart to the Gentiles. He turns his attention to the Gentiles, not to forsake Israel, but to now gather a bride. Right? Mm-hmm. It's it's mm-hmm. like it's like Eliezer. I, I love this type when he's going and he's searching for a bride for Isaac. He goes and he searches for that. That word actually means that that name actually means to come alongside. It's mm-hmm. it's, it's actually the same name that's used of the Holy Spirit. Right, and so right. it's a wonderful picture of the Holy Spirit goes and seeks a bride for 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 Christ. As as Eliezer goes and seeks a bride for Isaac, brings the bride back to Isaac, and the Holy Spirit then will present a bride to Jesus. The completion, the the totality of that bride is from every kindred, every tongue, every nation, right? And so we have this age of grace where this portion has been fulfilled, but there is a second Advent coming. And Mm. and that Advent brings two things. It brings wrath, and we'll talk about that next, next week as we look forward. But it brings restoration. Yes, it does. It, it brings us incredible hope. When we talk about the blessed hope, it's the hope of the restoration of all things. Mm. When sin, Isaiah chapter nine, verse 27, when sin is, or um, Daniel chapter nine, verse 27, when sin is completed, it's done away with. Right. And 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 Jesus finally comes back and the government's put on upon his shoulders. And as Isaiah nine, seven says, and he reigns in righteousness And justice. And I love that because Psalm 89 says the foundations of your throne are righteousness and justice. And so there's two things here. There's judgment, but then there's this restorative nature of things. And there's some things that are said there about restoration.
1: Verse eight of Isaiah 61 says, for I, the Lord love justice. I hate robbery and wrong. I will faithfully give them their recompense and I'll make an everlasting covenant with them. Their offspring shall be known among the nations, their descendants in the midst of the peoples. All who see them will acknowledge them, that they are an offspring of the, that the Lord has blessed. This is something that people have a hard time with in this season. They, they misunderstand that when bad things continue to happen, that when injustice continues to take place, when the poor are still poor, when the broken are still bo- broken, they misunderstand the heart of God. But the heart of God is one, he says, I love justice, and I hate robbery and wrong. And, and and that that balances what we understand here of this purpose of Jesus that Jesus is here to bring good news, he's here to bring healing to the broken, to bring liberty to those who are bound, and, and to open the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor, to proclaim grace. Like these are good things that God gives, and and I. And I hope that as people are listening to this and, and as you're interacting with this season of Ad- Advent, that you not lose sight of, or maybe you hear for the first time, that God is a God who loves justice. He loves mercy. He loves grace. And he has these gifts. These are the gifts of Christmas. A lot of churches, as they observe Advent, they talk about four things they talk about hope, they talk about peace, they talk about joy. And they talk about love. Um, At River Community Church, that's how we're going through the Advent series, four weeks leading up to Christmas, talking about those four topics. Think of that. Hope. Man, there's just so many hopeless people in this world. Peace. So much turmoil, right? So much anxiety, so much stress. God came to give peace. Joy. So much sorrow, so much sadness, so much brokenness. God wants to bring us joy. And it's all based upon his love, which he expressed first. Like, these are good things to look forward to. And I'm so glad, Pastor Steve, as you said, that we live in this age of grace, this age Mm -hmm. of the church, where the message of the church is not the typical sandwich board, you know, prophet standing outside (laughs) saying, the end is near, repent or burn, you know, turn or burn. But it is, God loves you. For God so loved the world, he sent Jesus. For God so loved the world. And he invites you, if you would believe in him. It says to those who believe in him, he gives the right to be mm. called the children of God. That's right. That's this what, this is good news. This it, is
2: great stuff. It's great news, and I'll tell you, you'd mentioned something earlier, and it's it's a little it, it's 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 a little hard for people to understand that 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 um when you think about Christianity, you think about how it how it meshes and intertwines, and its truths intertwine and mingle with the reality of the world around right. us, it's difficult, right? It I is. mean, Solomon, Solomon says in Ecclesiastes chapter eight, this is just a powerful chapter. He says in verse 11, because sentence against an evil work is not speedily executed, the hearts of the children of men are fully set in doing evil. Then he goes Mm. on to say this, there's a vanity that takes place on earth that there's righteous people to whom it happens according to the deeds of the wicked, and there are wicked people to Mm. whom it happens according to the deeds of the righteous. This is vanity. He's saying, look at how how come if God's real, how come I'm, I'm, I'm giving my life to him, I'm serving him, and Bad things are happening to me, right. and good things are happening to the wicked. I don't get this. I don't understand this, right? He he says just before that 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 look, it there, there's a there's a thing done on earth where where people get set into doing evil, right? Because because they're not busted for something right away, and 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 all we all we cry out, all of us cry out that know the Lord God. How long? How long? You know, if if righteousness and justice is the foundation of your throne. Why is this happening? How can they get away with this? I don't understand that. And here's the thing, Keith. When it comes to the second advent, all is made right. That's right. Everything is made right. Everything is equitable. Everything is brought out into the light. People are recompensed according to to their deeds, what they have done. The, if 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 the Christ is their Savior, they are graced and given mercy, and all those given grace and mercy will stand by and say, "Amen." Even if you had something against somebody, "Amen," right. give them grace, because I want grace. the same thing. That's right. Right. <laughs> but all will be made right at the second coming because Jesus reigns equitable, and He reigns with justice yeah. and righteousness. Yeah. And I love it. Uh, And that really, think about this, Advent
1: is about waiting. Yes. Advent is about expectation. Advent is about a patience that, yes, things are bad, but God has promised. He has promised to make things right. And he began that work of making things right through his son, Jesus Christ, who has made a way for us if we believe in him. Hear this. If you turn off the radio after this, hear this. If you believe in Jesus Christ, if you call in his name, the Bible says you will be saved, your sins will be forgiven, you will be made a new person, you will be sealed by the Holy Spirit, and you have a home in heaven and ultimately a purpose here on earth. We're going to go to break, and then we're going to conclude this broadcast.
0: You're listening to Shouts of Grace Radio with Pastor Steve Pearson and Keith Radke. At Shouts of Grace Radio, we're thankful for the encouragement from Key Radio, reaching Utah on the airways with good news of eternal life from their station in Provo, Utah. Key Radio can be found online at keyradio.org, and your support of Key Radio makes programs like Shouts of Grace Radio possible. Now, let's join Pastor Steve and Pastor Keith for the conclusion of today's conversation.
1: Advent. Christmas. Pastor Steve, I have to tell you, I'm jazzed. We're just a couple of days away from Christmas. And here, as we've been talking from Isaiah 61 and reflecting upon how Jesus fulfilled the first stage, so to speak, of God's plan of redemption for humanity. Jesus, at the first advent, he boldly proclaims from Isaiah 61, I have come to bring good news to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, to open prisons for those who are bound, and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor or the Lord's grace. We call our broadcast Shouts of Grace. We call that uh, Shouts of Grace because we believe that that is the heartbeat of what a Christian life is all about. It's about walking in the atmosphere. It's walking in the reality of God's favor, that God is not angry with you. God is not looking for a reason to destroy you, but that God is gracious. James chapter 1 says that he is a father who gives good gifts, good graces. God is so good and so good at giving grace, and Christmas reminds us of the ultimate gift, not just a concept, but the reality of a child born to be the bearer of that grace, to be the bearer of that love, to bring the, to be the bringer of all of these things and so much more. As we look at this, how do we, how do we recapture that in our lives beyond Christmas morning, Pastor Steve?
2: Well, I'll tell you, you know, when you, when you look at the last portion here of, of Isaiah 61, where it talks about what, what Jesus brings at the second advent, right? The, the the beautiful headdress instead of ashes. You know, he grants to those who mourn. I think it's important to understand that Advent in the for, for ancient Christians wasn't just about looking forward. It wasn't just about looking backward. There was also this understanding of the fullness of Christ's presence in your life now right. and what he brings now. And so it, it, all these truths, though contextually they talk about the restoration of God's kingdom here on earth, the Bible also says that the kingdom of God is within. And so mm. these things reside currently in us and will have their ultimate fulfillment at the second coming of Christ in in a, in a tangible reality. And so if you look at this, Keith, when he talks about um, he's going to grant to those who mourn and give them um, beauty instead of a headdress of beauty instead of ashes, you know, when when we mourn and we go through life, you know, Jesus was the one who said, blessed are those who mourn for they shall be comforted. Hmm. Right. Jesus is the comfort yeah. in times of mourning. Right. He goes on. And I love what he says. He's going to he's going to give us um, the oil of gladness instead of mourning the garment of praise instead of a faint spirit. The word faint spirit there means depressed heaviness that 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 Jesus now can give us this spirit of praise in the face of a heavy spirit when we're depressed about something. And so this isn't something that we just look forward to, but we can experience all of this currently within ourselves if Christ is in us because mm. remember he's the source the son that was the child that was born the son that was given is the source of all of this right. and if he currently resides in a person through his holy Spirit then all of this stuff here is is it's it, it, it's 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 ours and I love this Keith I love what he says here that they may be Oaks of righteousness the planting of the Lord that he may be glorified you know th- Christianity has become so man-centered when you when you when you look at right when you look at all of this you know so many pulpits today is, is how you know God loves you and God wants to bless you and God and, and, and I get that I am not saying that that those things aren't true but it's all about how much God's mind is on you all the time and, and I'm thinking to myself wait a minute you know God's the one who's being glorified here God's the one who has the focus put on him God does things in our lives, allows things in our lives so that we turn towards him and he's the one that's propped up and glorified. So right. it's 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 very it's 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 a God centered faith and belief. And and this is the part that I love is all of this stuff, this this an oak of righteousness, this planting, you know, I mean, you look at some of these oak trees and how they're planted. They're massive and they're strong. All of this stuff is is based on glorifying God. So God does what he does in Keith Radke's life. He does Mm. what he does in Mm. Steve Pearson's life. Not because God simply loves me, but because God gets glory from him doing those things. And I think we need to keep that in mind, not just now, but looking forward. Everything he does at the second advent brings glory to him. The eyes aren't on the horses behind him. Right. The eyes are on the one right. sitting on the horse, right. on the white horse, right? And the armies that follow him, not everyone's going, wow, would you look at the army, the guy in the third row in the back there, right. What right. an amazing soldier. No, it's look at the one who's sitting on everything's to glorify Christ. Right. And Colossians 1,
1: talking about those who are going to believe in Jesus, it says, to them, God chose to make known how great among the Gentiles or among the nations are the riches of the glory of this mystery, the mystery of the gospel, amen. which is Christ in you, oh, amen. the hope amen. of glory, the expectation of glory, the looking forward to glory, that when Christ returns, everything Will be filled up
2: and isn't that what romans eight is saying towards the last part of romans eight when he talks about the groaning of creation mm-hmm. everything is looking forward to the expectation of the revealing of the sons of god us the redemption of our bodies right everything is looking and groaning in the process where god's going to come back jesus is going to come back and we're going to look at this next week and bam everything's made right Right. everything is judged equitable all of creation is restored to the way that god originally had it there's no sin left in the world there's a righteous reign and a righteous king everyone and everything is looking and pressing into that moment that's the hope that we have, that this is going, this nonsense of sin is going to stop. Right. I'm not going to wake up in the morning and roll over and go, ouch, that's something new that hurts. That's my shoulder. I can't sleep this way anymore. I, you're going to be perfected in a body that's glorified and, and and given by Christ. This is a great day, man.
1: I was reading in the news a couple of days ago. This is this is how I know that what you're talking about in Romans 8 is true, how creation is groaning, right? It, creation's like, this world is messed up. And when you talk about creation is talking about you know the animal kingdom and, and nature right there's a story of a horse that was being led to its demise and as it got to the farm or the ranch or wherever this was where it was time to meet its fate the horse clued in and ran away <laughs> and that horse is now free Yeah, you know, they didn't go after it but you think about that like a horse knows that this is not a way a horse should go, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't, this should not, be, I should be able to live in a, a long life as an old horse, right? <laughs> and, and that's creation. Creation is expecting that and knowing and believing that things should be better. Mm. And Jesus is the one who says, yes, yes, it should be better. Mm. And I've come to make it better. That's I have right. come to start with your life, with my life to transform our hearts. I love that the tra- Jesus didn't come to make us better people. He came to transform us. That's right. To do a work that can only be done by him. And as we, as we wrap up today's broadcast and as we look forward in the next few days to celebrating Christmas, I want to remind you, Jesus didn't just come to add some sparkle. He came to radically transform you and mm-hmm. to prepare you it says that we are being prepared as a bride just 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 like a bride is waiting for wedding day as his people we are being prepared for that day of celebration that day of feasting where the eternal marriage our eternal right. life with
2: God begins and it never ends. The adorning of the bride, you put your necklace on, you put your bracelet on, you put your veil on, everything you're, you're moving towards that moment, yeah. Keith, and, and everything in our lives as Christians, we're moving towards that moment. You're putting faith on, you're putting, you're putting truth on, you're, God's transforming you, he's mm. conforming you into the image, it's the headdress, everything is moving to wow. the presentation of you to Christ at his second coming or when you go home to be with the Lord, this is going to be amazing. But the truth is it's not going to be amazing for everybody. That's right. Because the second advent, though it brings restoration to a lot, though people build up the Mm. ruined places, the the reality is it's also a day of vengeance Mm. um, where God pours out his wrath on those who have chosen not to accept Christ. And that's what our next, our next episode is going to be on.
1: And our message is this simple. Believe in Jesus today. Receive his grace, receive the life transformation that he offers to you that only he can give, that he purchased with the price of his own life, his own blood. Receive the greatest gift that's more than Christmas. It is what Christmas points to. It points to the ultimate gift. John 3.16 says this, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, Jesus. So as we celebrate Christmas, as we reflect on this Advent season, we we believe and we receive with faith the gift that Jesus is to us and we look forward to his second coming. Amen. Thanks for listening today. Merry God bless Christmas. you. Merry Christmas, Pastor Steve. Merry Christmas. I'll be looking to for someone on my tree from you, okay?
0: <laughs> Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Shouts of Grace Radio. Practical Conversations from God's Word, hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson and Pastor Keith Radke. We hope you've been encouraged to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. If today's conversation encouraged you in your journey following and learning more about Jesus, we would love to hear from you. You can visit us online at ShoutsOfGraceRadio.com. That's ShoutsOfGraceRadio.com. At ShoutsOfGraceRadio.com, you can listen to all of our episodes, share them online with your friends, and find out more about Pastors Steve and Keith. Shouts of Grace Radio is an outreach of Redemption Hill Church located in Eagle Mountain, Utah. Thank you again for joining us on today's show. And from all of us at Shouts of Grace Radio, it is our prayer that you would grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ.